this podcast. Carson Withers and the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Godenbeck. I'm Alex Corley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hey, Alex. What up, Mike? Oh, you know, I'm just drinking again. Drinking again? I mean, they tried to get me to stop, and uh, I said no. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Um, you got to stick up for yourself yeah. every once in a while. That's right. You know why? Why? Because fuck the bosses. That's why. <laughs> yes. Fuck them. <laughs> Don't be my boss. Yeah. I'll be my own boss. Yeah. And when I say, you know what? I want to drink. What? I'm going to drink. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Anyways, I just had to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we're drinking Bay and Pepper, your Bretts. That's right. It's from Against the Grains Brewery. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I got to say, it's a uh, Belgian Saison, which if you've never had a Saison before, um, it is a medium body ale, obviously Belgian origin. Yeah. Um, it usually has slightly fruity flavors, and it does have a little bit of a cloudy appearance. So they, don't, they intentionally don't want to like filter the Evan living shit out of it. They want it to be a little cloudy because that's where some of that flavor comes from. Um, it's usually brewed uh, during the, like the winter seasons. Uh, that way, it's like you can consume it in the summer, kind of like traditionally. It almost um, looks like a blue moon or something. Yes, it's it's going to be close to that because uh, that those fruitiness. Now this one's going to be different because uh, the reason it's called Bay and Pepper because they actually, at least from what I've read, uh, they do put salt and pepper in it. Um, I would say they also put bay leaf, and so it's going to have a lot of. It's going to be sweet, savory, spicy. It's going to be kind of all over the place. Now this one is six point eight percent alcohol. Um, on the beer advocate, it got a score of about eighty five. So if that means anything to you, um, it is uh, also from Kentucky. So oh no, nice. so another homegrown one for us. All right. So let's uh, let's give her a try. Let's taste it. Have you had this before? I've never had it before. Right, me neither. Here, clinky, clinky. Wow. That changes. That tastes weird. <laughs> it definitely, like, it starts off, where I was like, yep, that's the Saison. What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's... that's, And then it fades away. It's like, um... Dare I say floral? No. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 what? What? Floral? Not in my house. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like it's sweet, and then all of a sudden it's like it, it has these. I don't w- taste anything sweet in it. Like it was well, the I, like the first second, like the minute it touches my lips, I'm like, all right, they're sweet, and that's gone now. And then it's like these weird spicy notes. Yeah, lots of spices. And then it. all of a sudden, when, then it, then that just drops off a cliff, and then it's like I'm left with this like salty kind of like a salty feeling of emptiness yeah like i'm like i'm salivating like i'm fucking pavlov's dog over here like yeah wait your mouth is still dry you need to drink more like this is an ingenious beer because there's you're gonna just keep pounding it till you're done yeah um yeah every time i take a drink i want to take another drink yeah not for the drink but just to wet my to, mouth to quench your thirst i know <laughs> this is gonna be a dangerous one. Oh man it is it is all over the place oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I've never tasted anything like that before. Yeah, that takes you on a roller coaster ride. I enjoy the the label on this bottle, though. Yeah, we'll have to post that on the social media. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, oh yeah, they uh, against the grains, man. They got some of the best artwork that they put, like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, my favorite one, which my wife hates, it's this one called uh, I think it's Brown Bomber is what it's called, um, and it's essentially a cartoon guy that's faced away wearing tidy whities with a big giant shit stain on his <laughs> underwear. <laughs> He's got like tattoos and shit's going around him, and he's just standing there. My oh, wife was yeah. like, "Why in the hell would you drink that with that on the front?" I'm like it's funny, right? Yeah, you like, know what he needed? What? Some of Doctor Brown's <laughs> <laughs> skid resistant underwear. That's right. That's what he needed. <laughs> and they're actually sponsoring this podcast today, so uh, be on the lookout for that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the reason I was talking about not having a boss bossing me around today is because today we're talking about those bosses. You know which ones I'm talking about. You know who you are. Those guys that are just real fucking dickheads. Yeah. They live for it. They love it. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not called Brown Bomber. It was called the Brown Note. The Brown Note. Yeah. Here's the picture of it. <laughs> oh fuck i'll right. have to drink that one day yeah oh yeah that would have been a good one for this because that's <laughs> sometimes what you feel like with a boss and just sitting there shitting your pants uh, you know what i would like to just really fucking let one rip when my boss walks into my office one day yeah and just let just let him just walk right into the fucking cloud, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the funk cloud. Yeah, I'm like, what is that smell? Have you ever dropped a fart in your boss's office? No, I haven't. No? But, but I would like to. Oh, it's it's um it's it like it's how what's the word I'm looking for here? It's it's like uplifting. Yeah. It's it's you're like a silent but led deadly. Yeah, one just one of those boys. Now Good thing with my bosses, uh, like in the past, the ones I've done this to, I've uh, like one they they all shared an office, so there was like three of them in there. So, <laughs> which they all joked around and they called it the fart tornado. Oh yeah, yeah, just because it's three grown ass men, three or four grown ass men in there, and they're just farting away all day. Oh well, see, they're already doing it in there, so they're yeah. they're getting used to it, but yeah. You got to do it into that one fucking uptight prick motherfucker's office. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all fucking pristine and shit. He, oh, yeah. He got that shit dusted every night. <laughs> yeah. Like, you walk in there and just fucking a silent but deadly, you know? Yeah. You just come in for just a brief second just to drop it off. You yeah. Know? Just coming in like, hey, buddy, how you doing? You know, you're looking good today. You lose some weight. All right. Well, I'll see you later. I got to get to work. You know, got to yeah. stay busy. And out the door you go. You're just in there briefly, but long enough to drop a deuce. You know? <laughs> He's like, holy shit. And then he comes chasing you out of the office. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> I don't know your dumbo. That was, wasn't me. Yeah. I smelled it too. I thought you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Must be in the vents. I want to have those things checked. So, Alex, you ever had a real fucking doozy for a boss? Oh, I've had a couple. Yeah? Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I've had some great bosses, and I've had some terrible bosses, as I feel like we all have. Um, 
my the the king of shit bosses um this guy was just an asshole on all accounts like he i always joked around i always said like our dynamic between boss and underling or you know like up management and worker was that of like master slave yeah basically <laughs> i uh was that of like a fourteen-year-old uh, boy and his father. <laughs> Jesus, where they're both at a weird time and they don't know what to say to each other, other than like obvious shit that's going around them. Where they're yeah. just like, "Hey, hi. What about what about them cats? <laughs> yeah, they're looking good. Can I go now?" <laughs> Like it was, that's what it was like. Every time me and this guy got like near each other. Now, part of it was now I'm a pretty chatty, chatty Kathy kind of dude, man. And this guy was just so awkward. And so like every time I talked to him, I was just like, just tell me what the fuck to do. Do not talk to me. I don't want to hear anything. So it was always like, it was just so awkward. If he tried to like make any kind of small talk where I was like, yep. I'm going to go work on stuff now. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Oh, my God. I had this guy who was uh, my direct supervisor, and he was one of those guys who likes to play with his zipper in his pants. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You ever had one of those guys? No. <laughs> Dude, he'd come walking over to you, and he'd start a conversation with you and be telling just – it could be any random fucking thing he's talking about. Yeah. But the whole time he's standing there having a conversation with you, he's just going up and down with the zipper up and down up and down like and it's so fucking distracting like you don't even, i'd i'd have a five minute conversation with him and not know what the fuck he even said and i'd be like okay and i have to come back to him like man uh can you go back over what that was that you wanted me to do again because i was lost yeah man. he's like what you weren't you didn't listen to me i'm like no man you're sitting there playing with your zipper the whole time like i can't i wouldn't even looking you in the face like, yeah are you kidding me i was trying to figure out what song you were playing yeah <laughs> this one time he comes over to me i'm sitting on a forklift right he comes walking over to my forklift starts starts this conversation unzips his pants and starts undoing his belt standing there talking to is me. he a shirt tucker no he didn't even have he pulls his shirt up and starts undoing his belt with his <laughs> with his fucking work pants unzipped and i stopped him i'm like hey whoa what are you doing he's like what and i'm like you're undoing your pants right now while you're talking to me why are you doing this yeah and he's like oh, i was just readjusting my belt i'm like come on man That's, maybe it was just you it was like is anybody else having this happen that no, he would do it to everybody yeah see I've, I've seen old dudes do the thing where like they're they're talking to you and they start undoing their belt and they start undoing their pants but then they start tucking in their shirt all the way around and then they readjust it and just then they're back to you know high and tight kind of thing <laughs> That would make a little bit more sense if he had like a tucked in shirt. No, he didn't have a tucked yeah. in shirt. He's just fucking undoing his pants. He's just playing with himself. God damn. Then I walk. So then like I worked in this warehouse where he worked and uh, where he was the boss. And I come around a corner on a forklift one day and he's like at the back exit door of the warehouse standing there like and he's got the door just slightly cracked and he's just like leaning up against it. And I'm like, from a distance, I'm like, what the fuck is he even doing? Like, is he like yeah. p 
peeking out the back door trying to catch somebody doing something. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought at first. He's like, got it barely open. So he's just like peeking out there looking or something. Then I get a little bit closer and I notice he's taking a piss out the back fucking door of this warehouse. I'm like, and he's just got it cracked enough to where his stream of piss can go out. That's classy. Dude, you couldn't just walk over to the bathroom that's 30 feet away? No, he had to piss out the back door. He had to show his dominance. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Oh, God, man. (laughs) I enjoyed working for that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, the guy I was talking about, I did not. It was a... See, I will say that he would try to play practical. All right, so in the place I was working, we played practical jokes all the time, right? This is where I've done like my infamous penny joke, where I would walk through around in people's work boots and I'd just drop one penny in each work boot. Oh, dude, uh, that sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I would do it to everyone, so everyone's walking around like like jiggling their shoe, like what the fuck is in my shoe? Because it's flat and you don't tell at first until you start walking, yeah. and it starts slapping the bottom of your foot. Well, when you see 30 guys all walking out to like work for the day and they're all like shaking their foot and they're all like sitting down on the ground, taking their fucking boots off. (laughs) It's pretty damn funny. (laughs) Uh, So we would do shit like that. Well, he would, he had like a fake rubber spider that he would put in different places and just like, and every time he would put it like my place I was working, I'd come around and I would just look down and see it. I just like, ugh, this fucking guy. And I just like grab it and I just put it in my pocket. And I can always tell he's like, what, what's he going to do with it? Then I just throw it away or throw it in someone's locker. So I'm like, oh, come on, man. You got to get something better than that. But I don't know. He, uh, I'll say he, he made me mad one time. Probably it's funny over what this is actually mad about. I got mad is one of the things where I'm like, it sounds stupid, but. It was just such a dick move at the time that yeah. I've just I've never like I'm like yeah I never liked him since it. Basically, what happened is I was working on a um, kind of like a little factory gig is where I was at, and basically we were doing all this and we were getting done with this one product and we were going to start on the next one. Well, he was like, all right, we have to set up the lines for the next product. No one can take a break until we set up those lines, right? And at the time, I was at the back of the bus. I was basically lifting pallets or lifting boxes, put them on pallets all day. That's all I was doing. Right. So I was yeah. the lowest man on the totem pole. Um, so as we're doing this last little bit, I feel the worst bubble guts I have ever felt. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to shit myself. Run! Like, and I'm like sweating and I'm throwing these things up as fast as I can, just so I can run to the bathroom yeah. because no one else is going to do it. Right. So as I'm doing it, like, and I don't, the, the thing is, the funny too, thing too is that what we were doing, I don't have to change anything. Yeah. Like, I just wait for everyone else to change over the products and I'm just lifting boxes again. Well, like, I, we stop, we get done, I fill out all the paperwork, I sprint to the bathroom and shit my brains out. And it wasn't like I had to wait. It was ready. Like yeah. it was in the fucking holster, ready, cock loaded to go. <laughs> You're like not even all the way down on the seat of yeah, the toilet. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I painted the toilet. Um I then get up, I walk back. He's standing there at the edge of the line, going, What the hell, man? What the hell? He goes, Why the why do you think you get a break before the rest of us? Oh my it God. It just started going off. And I was like, Hey, 
hey, I had to shit so fucking bad. I was either going to shit myself or I was going to run to the bathroom. So I ran to the bathroom. And he actually kind of, he starts grinning, like laughing. I was like, dude, I had such explosive diarrhea. It was fuck. It was like, and I, the funny thing is, I was only in there for like three minutes. Our breaks are like fifteen, right? Yeah. Like I literally went in there, dropped, done, wiped back. He wouldn't even notice that he if he didn't turn around, kind of thing, right? So then he goes, "All right, well, since you already took your break, you have to clean oh, the line fuck. while the rest of us go take a break." And I was like, "Fuck you, you piece of shit!" And I was just so fucking angry. Because everyone else is over there just sitting in their break room, all watching me as I... I didn't do anything. I just walked around, but yeah. I was fucking mad about it. To, from then on, I was like, this fucking asshole can eat one. Um, but... Ah, dude. Yeah. That wasn't the only time. He was also like a... He's kind of a narc. Yeah. Like, no one in this whole building liked him. Like, his boss hated him. His fellow managers hated him. He was just one of those guys that would... Like, if there was an issue, like, what he should do is tell the person, like, let's say you did something you weren't supposed to. Instead of going, hey, man, don't do that. He would take a picture of it. Uh, He would then email his boss, his boss's boss, the owner of the company, because somehow he had their email and someone else that was high up, and and attach them all to it. And then, obviously, the, the owner would get pissed shit on like the general manager yeah, who would shit on the manager. Yeah. And it was right. just like people shitting on each other. Yep. And then his boss was like, why? He's like, I fucking hate that guy. He was like, yep. cause it literally would have took him just go, Hey, don't do that. Yep. Yeah. I had a boss that was like that. Exactly like that would take pictures and then send out an emails. And the next thing you know, you're getting pulled into the HR office. Like, uh, what's this all about? You know, I received this email about this, and uh, apparently yeah. you're doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, what? First of all, who took this goddamn picture? And secondly, why didn't they say anything? This was from like three weeks ago. Yeah, like I had this is the first I'm hearing of this. Well, it's such a pussy way of doing it because it's like a I don't mean, but uh, whatever. I it's just like. It's just a passive aggressive. That's what I meant to say. It's a passive aggressive way of doing it because it's like all you're doing is putting you on blast, and no matter what you say, doesn't matter because yeah. the like, like even if you had a, a general excuse or like reason for doing that this one time, it doesn't matter because everyone else is pissed now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I worked for this guy. Uh, his name was Art. Fuck you, Art. And uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, we called him something different. His dad's name was Art, and he was Fart? he was like Art Junior. And I can't remember. I can't remember. I was sitting here trying to think of what the guys what it was that we called him. Yeah, I can't remember though. Um, but anyways, like I've re- I've actually wrote several songs about this motherfucker. Yeah, he's the most out of control, craziest dude I'd ever met in my entire life. Yeah, the only way he got the job that he got was because his dad was best friends with the owner of the company. Okay, so and his dad was basically like, "Okay, I have this son. He's a little mentally handicapped. Uh, can you give him a job?" 
And they're like, not only are we going to give him the job, but we're going to put him in charge of several people. And I just happen to be one of those people. Holy shit. And before he started there, it was me and two other guys that were about my age doing this job. Like the three of us without any kind of supervision at all. Yeah. Just and doing our job well. Yeah. Then they also one day they just bring this dude in like, okay, this is now going to be your boss. And we're like, why? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Like, he don't. We don't even know who this motherfucker yeah. is. And he has, definitely doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Has he ever worked here? Has he ever done anything like this before? Like, who is he and why? Yeah. And they had no explanations at all because they didn't know either. Yeah. You know, they're just they just know that their boss is saying, okay, this guy's going to be in charge yeah. of this. Give him something to do. Right. So th- so immediately, immediately power fucking crazed yeah okay and he's like you do this you do this you do this you do this and none of it made a goddamn bit of sense yeah and we all just looked at each other like what is he even fucking talking about like, yeah like are you for real right now and uh and he would do shit that was like illegal and all kinds of shit oh yeah and he would tell us to do stuff that we knew we weren't supposed to do and i'd be like dude like okay so he threatened to stab me one time okay (laughs) holy shit so uh this was at like a recycling company okay Mm -hmm. and we had these plastic totes that were inside of metal frames yeah okay and so what we were supposed to do was take the plastic tote out of the metal frame and then throw that in one dumpster and then into a, into a plastic recycling dumpster. Makes sense. And then we take the metal frame and we throw that into the metal. Oh, right? wow. That's crazy how that works. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. He comes over to me and he's like, I don't want you to do that. What I want you to do is I want you to take this saw blade and I want you to cut up these the the metal for that that we're going to throw into the metal dumpster. I want you to cut it up into small little pieces and then I want you to throw it in the back of my pickup truck. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? So you can take it and go get the money for it? Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm telling you that's what you're going to do. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to take the plastic out, throw that in a plastic dumpster, take the metal and throw it in a metal dumpster. Yeah. If you want it, go fish it out of the He's dumpster. Like, no, no, you're taking this buzzsaw and you're going to fucking cut it up and put it in the back of my truck. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do it. He's like, you're going to cut it up or I'm going to cut you up. And he pulls out his pocket knife and like switches it open and he like holds it up to me. I'm like, are you threatening me right now? He's like, no, I'm making you a fucking promise. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. And I turn around, go to the HR office, and they're like, you know, he is the way that he is. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I could call 911 right now. I could call the police on this motherfucker. He just threatened to stab me with his pocket knife because I wouldn't do something that he's not even supposed to be fucking doing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They would do nothing. No, HR just covers the manager's yeah, asses is they all they do. They refused to do anything. Yeah. HR is the diaper of the fucking corporate world. Oh, so pissed. 
so pissed yeah and i never did cut that fucking toad up either fuck that good guy. for you fuck that guy <laughs> i don't think i had actually all right i did have one boss this was actually when i was serving i fucking hate this guy to this point like this this is like borderline me too uh <laughs> just because did you get assaulted alex <laughs> i mean if you go by the me too movement yeah um <laughs> It's just I've never had a grown man made me feel more uncomfortable in my entire life, and it was and it, he did it so gracefully. <laughs> Were you taking notes? <laughs> no, not really. But it was just like, I've, dude, I've had grown men say horrific shit to me, and my friends, like we're fucking around, have yeah. said god awful things, right? Yeah. What he said was not even that bad, but it was just the way he said it. And basically what happened was I was bartending at this place. I only lasted a month. We, me and this guy fucking hated each other. Like he, he would piss me off. Cause like, for instance, like I was working this bar, it had 16 taps, right? Every fucking tap had its own glass. Okay. Well, because there were so many glassware and so many taps, when people would come in, well, they would fucking steal the glasses. Well, he wanted his back wall to be full. So Sunday mornings, I would go into the attic of a fucking restaurant without being asked to do this, pull all the glassware out, wash it, and then restock the glassware, right? Yeah. Well, one day, uh, this isn't what he, creepy, this is just something that pissed me off, but I was like, pulled all the glassware out and I put it on the back wall because there's usually a ledge with all the liquor and shit like that. Um because I had all that down on the back. He goes, what the fuck's going on over here? I'm like, what? He goes, I don't want to see anything on this back ledge. The only thing that should be back there is nothing except the liquor that's already there. You use something, you get it out of the way. I'm like, do you not fucking see that I'm like <laughs> 10 feet in the air cleaning your fucking shelves? You fucking piece of shit. Like I was, and I was just like, okay. And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm cleaning your bar. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like he just hated me he just every time i um well so after that one day he also this guy was super anal retentive it was a small mom and pop shop he was the owner and he was just doing what owners do on their first restaurant they just fucking overkill everything especially right. him he's a perfectionist well I uh, I was serving this fucking guy, and I put a coaster down, and I put his glass on top. Well, this guy would just sit there and chat, and he'd just like, start picking away at that fucking coaster. And then he would have a pile next to him of like ripped-up coaster. Right. Then I would take the coaster, throw it away. Well, he came by. He goes, I thought I told you to make sure you put coasters underneath everyone's drink. I was like, I did. He just ripped it up. He goes, well, then put another one. Like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So I put another one on there. That fucking guy starts ripping it up slowly as he's sitting there enjoying his beer. Fucking throws it. I throw it away. Before I could get another, he comes over. He goes, what the fuck did I tell you? When I tell you to do something, you do it. I'm like, <laughs> you motherfucker. I was like, and so I'm, I make sure. I'm like, look, look. Boom. Put it underneath him. He comes back later. That guy fucking ripped up his coaster again. <laughs> and he, my this guy gets an inch away from the side of my ear, right? And he's like, I swear to God, if you don't start putting coasters down, I'm going to give you the worst fucking titty twister you've ever felt in your life. And I sunk down in my own body like, oh, what you twisted? Fuck. God damn it. Fuck that guy. 
That's when you're like, all right, well, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. He would also do shit that's illegal, but sexual harassment shit. He wouldn't, oh my God. Uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, he was, he, this guy was like a, either bipolar or he just, he just had that front. When you yeah. talk to him, you're not actually talking to him. Like he probably beats the shit out of things smaller than him for fun in his basement. Because like he would talk to you, like, "Hey, how's it going? Y'all having a good time?" Like this, like overly cheesy front. Yeah. But you're like, that's not who you are. No. There is a darkness behind these eyes that you are masking very well. Yeah, I hide mine every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, and like he would, like he'd just be overly cheesy, and man. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, he would do shit, but you would see spurts of it come out whenever, um, when he'd get mad. And that was the thing. I was like, oh my God, you fucking go home and just fucking just, you probably have like a trash room. You just go in there with a fucking sledgehammer and beat the shit out of objects. That's all you do. He purposely goes to the flea market and buys something that he yeah, can smash. Like an old nineties giant big screen TV and just is fucking beating it at, <laughs> taking it apart with his bare hands God. fucking licking the blood off his knuckles now that I think about it that sounds like fun I know let's do it <laughs> <laughs> um, just buy something for the sole intention of beating his shit out yeah well, they have that they have like you can go like there are places that have like cars TVs and shit like that and you can pay and they'll give you goggles and sledgehammers and fucking axes and shit and you just fucking go at it huh yeah nice it's a good stress reliever i'm sure but uh this guy did it in not a healthy way um <laughs> but uh i always remember like some of the shit he'd always do so the the borderline sexual harassment shit was girls would come in and you know he he basically tell me goes hey if you wore makeup you'd probably make more money <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the only shit. reason i know that is because i was dating a girl he said it to Oh my that god! That was working there. She's like, you know what the fucking asshole told me? <laughs> I was like, fuck him. We should like, I'm like, who the fuck do we call? He owns this bitch. Yeah. And then, but like, he fired a pregnant girl. Yeah. Because he's an asshole. Because he base basically what happened was she you called come, a lawyer. That's who you call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember. I'll never forget this. This girl was pregnant, like pretty far along, and you know she's a server so obviously yeah. just she doesn't have a ton of money and she's like hey i have a, a doctor's appointment i have to go to on this day and he goes well you're scheduled to work i was like well that's why i'm talking to you i have a doctor's appointment and she was like i'm actually on call so this is the only place i've ever worked that was like rest like servers were on call yeah which is the biggest horse shit i've ever heard of so basically it means like they have a small amount of servers that if there's a rush and they can handle it it's fine but it also didn't make sense because rushes happen within like 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever. So it's like if you're on call like, and it starts getting busy and they think they're going to need you, they'll call you and you got to be there within like 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever the hell. Well, by the time you got there, well, the fucking rush was over. Right. It was the complete stupidest waste of time. Well, she was on call and she goes, well, that's why I'm talking to you. I'm supposed to be on call, um, but... I want to see if it's okay if I just keep this appointment because it's hard for me to get one uh, for this doctor's office because it was like a cheaper person or something like that. And he goes, well, you're supposed to work. So if we call you, you got to be here. And she was like, well, that's why I'm like, she's like trying, like, please let me, I'm fucking pregnant. I have this, you know? Um, And then, uh, so 
day day of comes, we're not busy, but he calls her. Just to be a dick. Just to be a fucking dick. Yeah. And she doesn't show, she gets fired. Because he's like, basically, he probably just didn't want to pay, he just didn't want to deal with her anymore. Right. He's like, well, obviously, she doesn't care about this restaurant. Right. <laughs> yeah. If she cared about the restaurant, she wouldn't have went and got pregnant. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I see. <laughs> You old loose flapper girl. Huh? <laughs> Next, you'll be wanting to vote and have rights. That's right. <laughs> How dare she? Oh. So, dude, the bottom of this drink. I've noticed that, too. It has like a, uh, like, uh, well, I don't know. What's the stuff under there? That would be um, yeast and just cloudy shit that's in the beer probably salt and pepper all that kind of stuff that's the thing about not filtering it you'll get some of that residual on the bottom of it um so a lot of times like before i opened it up i rolled the glass the beer a little around a little bit yeah. try to blend that back in there but when you have those cloudy beers they tend to have that on the bottom mm. so it's just a little added little less sediment yeah i just shook it up and drank it yeah it's fine i mean it'll good. just make you poop better later dude i was working at this bar I was uh, serving at this bar, and the owner of the bar was one of the craziest fucks I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and he would he would intentionally hire bartenders and servers, uh, girls that he wanted to fuck. Yeah, and then like nine times out of ten, he would fuck them, and he would fuck them right there at the bar. Yeah. Like after hours or sometimes not even after hours. He would just like go up behind a girl at the bar at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning and there's still five or six people sitting there. And then next thing you know, he's like inside of her from behind at the bar, like just fucking taking it. Oh shit. And it's like and like people were looking around and looking at him and like looking over at us like, what the fuck? And we're like just shaking, you know, shrugging our heads like I don't know. Like yeah. this is what happens it's here. It's a crazy day at work. Yeah, she's just fucking she's, letting him do it. Yeah. And I, I dude, I could I could probably just off the top of my head think of at least 10 different girls that in the year or so that I worked there that he banged in that bar. And then they ended up closing it down. I don't know. Why. I don't know why. Health inspection came in, found a bunch of loose hairs everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> It was like right after I left there that I heard I went back there like maybe three or four months later and they had the door shut. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, damn. I'll say the server industry, you hear about that a lot. Like I've of uh like servers, bartenders, managers all hooking up in the restaurant after hours. Um there's a couple that are closed that I worked at. I know one guy, he would uh he he did a lot of shit. He was like selling drugs out the back. Um <laughs> His drug dealer was this like Dutch guy, um, who didn't have like he had a like, real thick accent, but he kind he was always like sketchy looking, but just come in, sit down, uh, spoke weird, this weird kind of thick European, I guess, um, Dutch accent. I don't can't think about the hell, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just remember him. I was see, I was the funny thing is his accent. I thought he was French, but I was also young and dumb. And they're like, no, no, he's like from like, the Netherlands, Netherlands or yeah. something like that. And I was just like, huh. And they're like, yeah, he's his pill dealer. I'm like, oh, is that why the back door where we all go smoke at? Why there's like these random cars that pull up and he goes, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey. like, yeah, he's selling drugs out of the back of yeah. this. He yeah. also was, um, 
we had like Patron and a bunch of other shit like that in the cooler. And uh, we got in trouble with the G because he wasn't the GM. He was just a manager. The GM sat all the bartenders down and was like, all right, who the fuck's stealing? Like, what are you talking about? And then she pulled out all these Patron bottles that were in there. And there was like a ice cube in each of the Patron bottles. Oh, my God. So he had been pulling liquor out of it, then filling it full of water. Yeah. And uh, just because he was drinking all, all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and we all were like, I don't know. and But we all knew we we're like, it's your fucking manager. Right. None of us would do it because we've got a camera right above us. But he didn't give a shit. That what nobody was like it was that guy. No, it it was kind of that we just servers were just like, oh, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> Especially this place. This place was like, if you ever watched the movie Waiting, yeah, it was shenanigans. Yeah, but shadier, <laughs> shadier than shenanigans. Yeah, it was shady shenanigans. Um, because like yeah, everybody like people who showed up. There, there was one kid that was a. Um, he was a host, wacky looking kid, skinny, big giant, like curly. He was a white dude, but he had like that white puffy fro, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big ass hippie kid, right? And I remember one time he goes, Hey, man, do you think I'll get cut soon? I was like, Yeah, I mean, you'll probably be cut in 30 minutes. He goes, Oh, sweet, good. I just took three hits of acid. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, Are you shitting me? He's like, Yeah. And I was like, I just wanted to make sure. To make me feel better, I'm like, cool. Well, guess what? We got fucking slammed. Oh, no. And, dude, I'm behind the bar, and I just keep looking up, and this kid is, like, walking people to the tables, and he's going, like, (laughs) And he's, like, trying to compose himself as he's starting to geek out. (laughs) He's losing his shit. And this kid, granted, he was like, oh, like, every time I talked to him, I was like, what did you do this weekend? Well, Friday I took two hits of acid. Saturday, I woke up, took like four. Then, you know, Sunday, I did it again. So, you know, a normal weekend. Like, he just ate acid. That's all this kid oh did. And just, I just, <laughs> I just remember the, the fucking, the, the, it was a half and half of pure ecstasy and pure fear <laughs> in one face as he's walking old people to their tables so they can get a nice burger at right. fucking nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh that fucking place but yeah the the managers will hook up with people i saw i remember i we the one of the gms when we were closing down um we took her out to the strip club oh yeah yeah that so that was i never done that with a boss before and that was her birthday present <laughs> that's where she wanted to go Oh Jesus! Yeah, and she was a pretty hit. Yeah, well, she was a little bit of a, like a bigger girl, but I remember like the strippers coming over and just like loving on her, like grabbing her, just like just rubbing her down. Is she loving it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, she was, was having a good. It. Yeah, she was having a good time. We were all. I mean, we were drinking whatnot. Uh, <laughs> I had a I had a manager while I was working at uh wendy's when i was in high school uh i closed and we're like me and like two or three other guys that people that i was in high school with we're all friends we all worked there together yeah we'd always close on like the weekends together and uh basically just be hanging out partying together closing this restaurant and uh (laughs) and our manager was this 
lady who was just fucking drugged out of her mind like all the time yeah and she basically had no clue what was going on and would just like pass out in the back office all the time and basically we just ran the place yeah and uh so one day uh, we're closing and i go to clean the men's restroom and i go walking in there and she's laying on the floor in the men's restroom and uh basically od'd on coke in the in the men's restroom and like we had to call 911 and they came rushing in and they saved her life thank damn. god but yeah she was like i'm like god damn and then and she, they didn't even fire her didn't even fire her. didn't i mean i don't even think she got any kind of discipline action yeah. or nothing yeah like cuz she was still working there when i left there like a fucking year later damn yeah that's fucking crazy yeah i damn i I mean, I've seen, there's a guy I was working with. I wasn't there this day, but I was, uh, I came in later. Apparently he had been doing heroin or something and went in the bathroom, fucking did it, came out fucking like timber on top of like right between two tables, just fucking hit the ground. Everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) And people are like, oh fuck. And the people that knew him was like, oh fuck, he overdid it. Dude, that Wendy's was off the hook though. Yeah. Like I remember going in there one night they called me to come help close because i guess a couple people just like left yeah i show up there and like as i pull in then they just like closed so like closed closed for customers yeah and i pull in there and uh pull in a parking lot and i can see through the big glass windows you know yeah and i look inside the glass windows and like two of the girls working in there are like doing like a strip dance on top of the counter inside there yeah. and they got the music blaring they're like just fucking peeling off their uniform i'm like holy fuck yeah. what is happening in here yeah like i'm glad they called me into work yeah well it's, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned i wasn't gonna say this but uh why the fuck not uh so when i told you about the taking the gym to the strip club um uh, the part that I will never forget is that like, we're all just sitting there. Like I said, she was like, she was like a, she wasn't big, but she was, you know, a little, she was thick. Let's put it that way. But she had giant boobs and she was wearing like a tube top. And that's the part of the, the stripper story where I was like, I remember looking over and the stripper reached down and scooped out my GM's tits out of her tube top <laughs> and is sitting there like playing with them and I'm bouncing them around. And I'm like, I like get weird. I'm like, don't look, but what the fuck? And I'm just like, I should I be seeing this? Like, I don't think this is part of the server manual. <laughs> nah, you're off the clock. Yeah. It don't matter. Now. Actually. Yeah. And that was like a sketchy, uh, it wasn't even a good strip club. Like, it wasn't a classy one, you know? <sighs> Those are so few and far between. Anyways. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, like the classy ones, you're like, well, at least they're all on Coke. You go to the nasty one, you're like, well, they're all doing meth. <laughs> <laughs> and they can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a meth one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm just a simple man who needs a simple pair of britches to handle my workload. That's why I rely on Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. These cotton fibers are made from technologies. Some even say it's what astronauts wear. So no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I don't care. In Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. 
Dude, one of the greatest strip clubs I ever went to was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Did I tell you about that? Had like three floors. That's intense. It was crazy. And girls would come down. Like if you were in the bottom floor, yeah. they'd be dancing like say on the second floor and then take a, like a fireman's pull all the way down to the first floor. And just appear. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It I got to give fucking wild. Yeah. Dude. I, I got to give you props on that. That's actually kind of badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was the deja vu in Minneapolis. Oh really? Yeah. Oh deja vu. <laughs> but they had uh, different setups too. So the first floor you'd have a lap dance. Go on the second floor if you got a, a quote unquote lap dance on the second floor. It was actually you get handcuffed to a bed, and they like get on top of you and start grinding on you and shit on a bed, like that was your lap dance. Huh. So then the third floor, if you went all the way up to the third floor, that was like, so like the lap dance was like 20 bucks. Uh, the bed dance was like 40 bucks or something like that, 50 bucks. But if you went all the way up to the top floor and it had like a big, had like a big uh, archway over top of the staircase that goes up to the third floor and it said heaven. <laughs> and you'd walk up the steps to heaven right yeah and you get up there the stairway to heaven right and, it, <laughs> and uh it was a hundred dollars to go up there with a girl yeah and they would take you up there and it was like a private room well what it was was showers and they would strip you down and you would take a shower with a girl for a hundred bucks wow yeah i um I've never been one that classy. I was going to say there's one I went to one time that the other strippers say, don't go in the back room with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. So, all right. So polar opposite. Yeah. Okay. I'm at the, uh, brass ass in Newport, Kentucky. Brass ass. Yeah. The brass ass. Nice. In Newport, Kentucky. Walk in there. And, uh, as I walk, like me and my cousin go walking in there, we walk in, First thing we see is this chick sitting in between two dudes jerking them off at the table. Yep. Okay. We're like, what the fuck is happening in here? <laughs> so we go over and sit down at the bar. And we're sitting there for, I don't know, two or three minutes. And really the main reason we went in there is because he had to take a piss. So we're sitting there talking. I'm like, all right, we're go- let's go ahead and get a, a beer while we're here. Uh, we're drinking our beers. He's like, all right, I've got to piss. So he goes in the bathroom. That same girl who was over there jerking those two guys off follows him into the men's room. He's standing there trying to piss at the urinal and like start she starts trying to reach around on him, like, hey baby, you want me to jerk you off? You want me to give you a blowjob? He's like, No, I wanna take a piss. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. Like I just watched you jerk those two dudes off out there. Yeah. Like no, why don't you go wash your hands? Yeah. Like, come on, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And he fucking comes bouncing out of there, comes over the, to the bar and is like, dude, we've got to get the fuck out of here. And that, that same, and then that same girl comes over to me and is like, like, what do you want to do tonight? Where are you guys going? You want me to come with you? I'll go, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm like, Jesus Christ, honey. Yeah. Like, no, you're good. Yeah. You just stay here. Wait for the next round of dudes to come in. Yeah. That, uh, there was a place here in Lexington called Cowboys that was like that. <clears throat> Not that bad, but that was the one where, like, 
my buddy was like, oh, man, this is my favorite strip club. We got to go there. I'm like, well, uh, okay. So we go. And for some reason, he's like, yeah, man, I'll just I'll just go here in the middle of the day sometimes just to enjoy the ambiance. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, and it's it's because he's like, it's always empty. You know, it's there's like there's not a lot going on during the day. So one day, I can't remember. It was like my buddy's birthday, a different friend. So all three of us go. We walk in. We're just sitting there. And because we always joked around about going to go get lunch at a strip club. Like that was one of those things, a dinner with a view or lunch with a view is what they oh, always yeah. called it. My uncle always did that. Yeah. I think he said every day when he was still working, Yeah, they would go to the strip club, which was like right down the street from their work. Yeah. He said they had the best like uh, buffet and like steaks and shit. Yeah. It's like, it was fucking amazing. That's what I heard. And we joked around about that. I think we tried to go to the one, but we were too late. So my buddy, uh, other the guy that, that kind of drug us there, was like, "Oh, this is my place. Let's go." So we go. This this girl sits down. She's like, "Oh, won't you let me take you in the back and all this?" And these other strippers come by, and this girl won't leave us alone. And like none of us are interested. And the two other ones are like, "Yeah, you don't want to go back there with her." I'm like, why? Like, because she just bangs guys for fun. She doesn't even get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Wow. Uh, well, I guess that doesn't make it illegal. Uh, <laughs> so then you're like, what, where'd she go again? Yeah, yeah no, I'm like, cool. I guess we got to pay you all. I'm going to sit right here. Changes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was just, Are you part of the buffet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. That was the thing. We didn't even make it to that. That was a different one. I just, I just remember being horrified, like, oh, shit, I didn't think this shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude that but happens i doubt that girl's still working there that was like one of my buddies tried to get tried desperately to get the stripper to hook up with him yeah and she drained him for hundreds of dollars oh, i guarantee it and would not even come close to even letting him hook up with her and, <laughs> and i kept telling him like dude she's just taking your money man like quit it he bought like God, a dozen lap dances from her in one night and then like bought her fucking dozens of drinks and you know none of them had any fucking alcohol in them yeah and i'm like like what are you doing man he's like oh i'm almost there i'm almost there i'm like no you're not not even close you're just fucking empty in your wallet is all you're doing idiot i uh, I hate strip clubs dude i hate going to them i won't go to them anymore i uh I actually see most strippers hate me at strip clubs because I, I'm the because I've had a couple of buddies that love them right and there's a, I actually knew one guy who dated like he only dated strippers he was I remember he was a I think he was a cook in the navy on a submarine but for some reason he had strip club game and he would like go in sit at the bar. And that's, he wouldn't go to, I think we were talking about this one uh, recently. I was like, he wouldn't go to Perv Row. He wouldn't sit in the uh, right. the general audience section. He'd just sit at the bar, but he'd go there every night. And well, then he started chatting with him and started talking to him. Well, eventually he got to know him and then he would end up dating one of them. And then he'd date another one. And like, that was his thing, just dating these strippers. Well, like I've had other buddies that go in there like, oh man, no, she really likes me. I'm like, how much have you given her? I don't know, like two or 300 bucks. I'm like, you're a fucking moron. That's why. Yeah. That's why. And they, I, I always feel bad and I'm a nice guy. So every time I've been to one, I'll sit in the back in the general audience section because more, 
because the thing the thing that kills my whole vibe about it is like i know they're just looking to get my money oh yeah and yeah. i'm like i'm there i'm like i'm just gonna get my drink on i guess enjoy the the ambiance whatever the music yeah <laughs> uh sometimes oh um, my god and I've just, they all come up to like, oh, hun. And like, some of them will sit down, be like, hey, how are you? I'm like, good, how are you? Like, just, just start chatting. And oh, yeah. they're like, so you want a, a dance? I'm like, yeah, not now. I mean, maybe later. But I just, I say it as like, it's not you. I'm just not going to give any money to anyone here. Right. And well, I'm, you, tra- I'm trying to be nice. I am. Yeah. You know how I am. You know how the kind of people person I am. Yeah. So when we'd go to the strip club when I was younger, I'd, I would always sit at the table. You know, just sit at the table like mid room. Yeah. You know? You're not throwing up dollar bills and they're always coming to your table asking for a lap dance because yeah. that's the only way they're going to get money out of you yeah. or a drink. Yeah. Can you buy me a drink? Like, no, I'm not buying you a Coke. You can have a drink of mine if you want. Yeah. Oh, we're not allowed to do that. Well, then I guess you're out of luck. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but dude, like, I think it's fucking hilarious. I've never heard a perv road before yeah. <laughs> until you told me about that <laughs> shit. Perv row, man. That's what it is. And that's right up. You got your perv row sitting right up on the stage. Oh, it's sitting on main stage. Coming up on the main stage. Candace, everyone on perv row, get your $1 bills ready. Yeah. <laughs> that would, I want to hear the fucking MC. At, at the strip clubs, like everybody at Perv Row, get your one dollar. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They never say that, but I uh, <laughs> start throwing your singles. Yeah, I, I realized the older I got, the further away from Perv Row I got. Because like when I turned eighteen, there was one strip club here in town that you could go and be eighteen and up. They didn't serve alcohol. Um, so like us in high school, we're like what can we do being 18? Well, that's one of them. So like there for like, once we all turned 18 that summer, we just like drove up to Lexington, went to this one strip club all the time. And that's, I think that's where my buddies started their itch. Uh, cause they, uh, they loved it there for a while. Um, but I remember we'd always have to go sit on perv row and just take, you know, $21 bills that our mom gave us that day. Um, <laughs> Did you want to hear? This is the most awkward thing. Yeah. I, so, man, I was working uh, out of town up in Toledo for yeah. like three months. And uh, me and a couple of the guys I was working with, they're like, oh, let's go to this strip club. Like, we ain't got shit to do. Yeah. We're just living in this fucking hotel. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go. So we go to a strip club, and I'm doing my normal thing. I'm sitting at the mid-row tables just chilling. They're, like, taking turns going up to the stage and throwing dollar bills and shit, and I'm like, I'm not I'm not having any of that. Yeah. And uh, this uh, really, really attractive curvy blonde chick that works there comes over and sits next to me and just starts really chatting me up. And, uh, and every once in a while, like I think maybe two times the whole time we we're sitting there, like in the two or three hours I was sitting there, she actually asked me for if I wanted a lap dance. Yeah. And both times I was like, nah. And uh, <laughs> But then afterwards, like we're getting ready to leave. She's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be at this bar tomorrow night uh, with some of my friends and stuff celebrating my birthday. Uh, you should come and hang out. And I just wanted you to come and hang out with us. You seem like a really cool guy. I was like, all right, yeah, sure. I'll come. Yeah. So cut to the following night. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go fucking hang out with this stripper. She's, yeah. You know? So 
<laughs> I go to this bar that she told me to go to, uh, show up, and she's sitting at this long ass fucking table where all these people are sitting there with her, like probably 20 people sitting at this table. All her fucking family, like her dad and her fucking mom and her grandparents and all these fucking people, right? Oh my god! And I come, I come on, and she like sees me walking the door and like waves me over, and I'm, so I can't just like yeah. not go over there, right? So I go walking over, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Uh." shit i like and like i think she was going by like destiny or something like that which i knew it wasn't her fucking real name yeah but i went didn't want to call her that so i'm like hey what's up and i like gave her a hug and as i'm like hugging her like my face is like right next to her i'm like i know your name's not destiny what's your name and she like whispers back and it's like danielle or something yeah and i was like okay <laughs> And then, like, we pulled away and we were both, like, laughing about it. But it was just so goddamn fucking awkward. Like, yeah, her whole family sitting there. And then, like, they're talking. She's talking about how she's in, uh, like, metal school, like, school to be a nurse or something like yeah. that. And they're, like, asking her how her classes are yeah. going and this and that. They don't have a fucking clue that she's working at this strip club. Yeah. They're, then, they're, so they're like, I remember when she was little and she had pigtails right. and she rode a bike for the first time. And you're like... Wow. wow. So then it gets so then it gets to the point of the conversation where I think it was her grandma says, "So how have you guys met?" <laughs> well, <laughs> she looks at me with this like straight face of horror like like please god don't say i met him at the strip club last night, you know? Yeah. Just like look, oh my god, like what is he going to say? And I just started laughing. I was like, "Yeah, I know her from school." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, okay." And I'm, she's like, "Was like, thank you, thank you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, good God." Yeah. Well, she was shaking her tits in my face, and I thought, you know, well, there's something about this girl. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's such a weird transition between the two. It's literally like you go watch her strip, and then mm. the wholesome life of fucking leave it to Beaver over here. Yeah. And then you're like. <laughs> oh that's funny that's fucking crazy that dude. was great <laughs> all right so uh this was our boss episode turned into <laughs> the, the stripper strippers, episode. Yeah. i was gonna say i was like what do you think it's like being a stripper boss <laughs> being the boss of yeah. strippers i want to be i want to see that undercover boss <laughs> strippers don't dance they just pull down their pants and do the pelvic sway oh uh, yeah <laughs> um Oh, what was the? Uh, oh, what, I mean, someone said a uh, said something the other day that I was thinking about bosses. I wanted to bring up before we like sign off. Uh, all like something like all bosses are all bosses are like the worst asshole until you meet the next one. I mean, that can be true, but then every once in a while you run into one that's really cool. And you're like, ah, oh. I dude, I've had tons of cool bosses. Refreshing, yes. Where they're just like, I get it, man. I uh. I, dude, my current boss is actually pretty cool when he actually does what he says he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. That's the only problem. Like you get him to do what he says he's going to do, then you're all golden. Yeah. But other than that, like, he's as laid back as they come. And that's what I like about a boss. That's what I would want in a boss is somebody who's like a not, not a uh, micro. Micromanager? Manager. That's Fuck, it. yeah, I know that one. 
Uh, I've dealt with those. Yeah. Just let me do my job. Yeah. You hired me because you know I can do the job. Yeah. Let me do it and leave me the fuck alone. I, the worst, the ones I hate the worst are the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde ones. I don't know if you had those. Where like I had one like being a server, like this guy would just go the fuck off. Like one time there was a box of straws, right, at this server job. And this is actually before he became a manager. This is how he became a manager. There was a box of straws, right? There are two straws in it. He pulls the two straws out and he goes, why the fuck wouldn't you refill the fucking box thing? And like in my head, I'm like, probably because it wasn't empty. Sounds like something you should do because you took the last straws, right? That's what I think. Well, then he takes the box of straws, puts it on his head and starts running up and down the line screaming about how no one fucking puts up shit around this place. And everyone's at like a piece of shit, basically. Oh my they God. decided he would be a good management material. What the fuck? And so, like, when he was manager, he would flip his shit. He would go, he would be normal, then he'd go, what the fuck? And granted, the guy also drank, like, six Red Bulls a day, uh, if not ten. Uh, but, yeah, he would just, like, start fucking screaming about something. Like, why the fuck is no one doing Everyone's a piece of shit worthless. And then he'd come over to you later, be like, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, so he's bipolar and on crack. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like... <laughs> He was geeked out bipolar is what he was. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, like he was constantly, apparently he would lie like no other compulsive liar. We're like some one. He told the host one time. I don't know if he was just trying to bang one, even though he was married, but he was like, you know, uh, I donate my whole check to charity, right? Like, I don't even need any of this money. Oh my God. <laughs> I would say shit like that. Um, Okay, Trump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he would, like, people would constantly catch him in and out of lives. But he actually ended up becoming GM. Oh, yeah. And then we, everyone messaged the old GM, was like, why would you do that? And then, like, he's like, I had no idea he was this way. I was like, yeah, because you didn't see him from underneath. You just saw him from above. All right. Um, <laughs> but the best part was he went from being that crazy over because he was trying to look good is why when he became gm exact opposite happened he didn't give a fuck he actually turned into someone chill and just like he he didn't care he wasn't mad anymore he just like he treated a server manager gm job like a nine to five which you can't do like he would come in monday morning leave thursday you wouldn't see him friday saturday sunday which is like the busiest days of the week and would and then he would like make all his managers work like fucking 60 70 80 hours a week and then he would just barely work 40 yeah that's what you do when you're the boss yeah when you're the boss he got he got quit fired they were like you can quit or you're gonna get fired whichever one you want to do well when you're the boss yeah like a you, boss you're gonna have fire me motherfucker yeah and i'm collecting my own unemployment yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I ain't quitting shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take me out of here. <laughs> oh shit. All right, so but, yeah. I am quitting this episode. Yeah, we're quitting. I quit. <laughs> You're fired. Tapping. Yeah. I finished my bay and pepper and brett's. Yeah. It was good though. Yeah. It tasted really fucking weird, but it was good. Yeah, I feel it. It uh I feel like a boss. It like cotton mouthed me a little oh, bit. Oh dude, yeah, I gotta chuck some water here in a second. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you can check out the emails uh, at uh, soberlessthoughts 
at gmail.com. That's where you send all your emails. And if you have any ideas uh, as far as what you want us to do a podcast on, uh, an episode on, or a drink of choice, yep. then uh, send us that, and we'll be happy to do that. Or you can send us a DM through our Twitter or Instagram, and those just search Soberless Thoughts, and you'll find them. Or send us a message on Facebook. That's right. At Soberless Thoughts. And if you have your own stories about a dickhead boss or the greatest boss ever that uh, saved an instance, please send us that too. I'd love to get a bunch of um, emails with the title, Like a Boss, yes. uh, kind of sent to us. Cause, so I, I want to see those kind of sent in. So let's get those going too. <laughs> and uh, any other emails you want to send us as far as barstool stories and stuff reach you when you're fucking drunk. Or uh, good times you had with strippers. Yeah, we'll do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, see you next week. And until then, enjoy this tune. Yep, you're fired. Walk in the club, dressed out from the world. All you want to see is a dancing girl. Up on the stage, doing her thing. Make it easy, hot, hot, hot. Shake that ass, she don't give a fuck, she just wants to